0: and hello friends. This is Matthew Dawson. Welcome to episode 8 of the Restoring Connections podcast. The goal here is to help you in your journey of building strength and depth and resilience into your most important relationships. I want to help you to build relationships so strong that they last forever, that they can weather all kinds of storms because the storms will come Um, but those relationships get more and more precious, deeper and stronger over the years. And I want to help you in that process. So that's what this podcast is all about. Um, I'm going to be straight up with you. I am in my little office that's kind of up on the back section of our property here in Tauranga, uh, which is in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and I'm surrounded by goats currently, um, like in the office but like all around my little office here there's goats Um, and I won't explain anything more than that I'll just leave it at that we've also got some birds and it's a bit windy so I hope the background noise um, isn't too crazy but if you hear something really weird uh, I thought it'd be best if I just let you know in advance what that sound was so you don't interpret it as an odd bodily function of my own uh so this episode is what if i just want peace a guide to choosing between making peace and pursuing depth when a relationship is under threat often um, when a relationship gets really challenging we're trying to work out what do i do what do i do what do i do um, but i think it's really helpful to first and foremost before you try to work out what you should do it's really good to slow down and think through for yourself, okay, what is the goal here? What do I want to fight for? Is this a relationship that I want to pay the price to pursue depth and intimacy um, kind of at all costs or at least at the, at, you know, and, and, and take on the chin the price of that? Or in reality, actually, am I just happy with peace in this relationship? In which case... There's quite a different path. Okay, so let's jump in. Just reading straight from the blog here on the website. You know how it works by now, probably. Um, diving into the blog with that same title. Cora and I once went through a season of what felt like non-stop relationship meltdowns. During this time, several of our most important relationships came under immense pressure, and at times it felt as though our whole world was crumbling. On a daily basis, we had to make big decisions about how to respond to people, all while being in a great deal of pain. These were, and still are, people that we love dearly. After all, if they weren't important to us, then it wouldn't have been so painful. With some of our most precious relationships hanging by a thread, every single point of communication felt like it was make it or break it. The biggest challenge for us through that time was establishing and maintaining clarity within ourselves about what was important to us in the midst of all the pain we were experiencing. I've noticed over the years that confusion in a relationship can be far more destructive than pain. Confusion and fear feed into each other and it weakens you and grinds you down until you feel helpless and trapped. On the other hand, it's incredible how much pain we can get through in an important relationship when we have clarity on the inside. How did I get into this situation? How important is this relationship to me anyways? How do I want this story to end? What can I do to move things forward? I've watched people overcome the most horrific relationship breakdowns as they wrestle with these questions and hold fast to the clarity that they produce. When a relationship heads into the rapids, we always want to know what we should do, but there's no such thing as what you should do without being first absolutely clear about what is important to you and what you want. So when things get challenging in an important relationship and you're not sure what to do, take some time to first determine whether this is a moment to pursue more intimacy between you and this person or if it's actually a moment to simply create peace. Put down the phone, close the laptop, don't do or say anything without first establishing that clarity. Here's why. A peaceful relationship and an intimate relationship are not necessarily the same thing. Of course, any sane person wants both in their closest connections. The question isn't which one is right and which one is wrong or which one is loving and which one is selfish. Both goals, intimacy and peace are good and both can be pursuits motivated by love. Peace creates the foundation on which intimacy has the opportunity to potentially flourish and grow. However, the pursuit of peace and the pursuit of depth in a relationship will often require two different courses of action. The choice between the two is entirely yours. If you try to navigate challenging relational dynamics without first having internal clarity about your goal, you're in for a troubling ride through very murky waters. Nothing sucks the life out of a connection more effectively than confusion. So do yourself and the other person a huge favor by doing all that you can to make sure you don't bring any confusion to the table. Should I be honest with this person, about how their actions are affecting me. This is the question I often get asked. If my goal is peace, then some things may be better left unsaid. I may just need to quietly set some healthy boundaries for myself and only communicate what is absolutely necessary. If my goal is depth, however, this may be a perfect moment for exposing more of my heart to this person as an expression of my desire to go deeper in my connection with them. Wisdom and courage are needed in both scenarios. If I act without first establishing the clarity we spoke of earlier, I'd simply be taking a shot in the dark. Who knows? A friend of ours recently came to us for help in shaping how she would go about confronting someone that she was upset with. We started off by asking her what her goal was and being honest with this person about her feelings. What is it that you're hoping to achieve by communicating this? Cora asked, as she often does. Are you wanting more depth in this relationship? or are you actually just hoping for peace? Our friend was somewhat surprised by the question. I don't really know. I suppose I'm just trying to do the right thing, she said somewhat resolutely. She paused for a moment and pondered the words that had just come out of her mouth. Taking a deep breath, she courageously offered, I know I'm supposed to want a deeper connection with this person, but the truth is, I'd be more than happy with just peace. Is that okay? She looked at us with this sheepish kind of smile. And I'd say, yes, yes, it is. It's a paradox that simply trying to do the right thing can actually be destructive in a close relationship. Trying to, quote, do the right thing might sound noble, but only if you're the person doing the doing. If you're the person on the receiving end, then it's often a very different story. Have you ever been confronted by an important person in your life in an entirely impersonal way? If it seemed that they weren't actually interested in building a deeper connection with you or in forming a more healthy partnership with you, then my guess is that it probably didn't accomplish much. When it comes to love, it isn't business, it's personal. We need to be careful when speaking challenging truth to each other that our motive goes beyond our own need to satisfy a moral code. For it to be meaningful, it has to be personal. If the communication is not in some way an effort to build the connection with the other person, then they may have been reduced to being a prop on the stage of our own journey of self-realization. It's even more troubling if the process is motivi- motivated by our own need to feel superior to that person. One of my favorite ancient fakatauki, oh, that's Māori for a proverb, is this. When an evil man fears will overtake him, but the desire of a good man is fulfilled. It was written by Solomon who was king of Israel when Israel was still united as one kingdom. After he died, the kingdom split into two, which was a huge bummer. One way of interpreting Solomon's proverb is that the difference between the evil man and the good man lies in their core motivations. It's not that the evil man is driven by a desire for the wrong thing. It's that he isn't driven by desire at all. He's driven by fear. So friend, as you've heard me say so many times before, how about extending a little trust towards your heart and allowing your desires to come to the surface. Exercise your freedom to choose between the pursuit of peace and the pursuit of depth with a person who has currently got you pulling your hair out. Go beyond that even. Take responsibility for making that choice so that you can be deliberate, measured, and thoughtful about how you engage with them. Be gentle in honoring your heart and ruthless in governing your actions. Let me say that again. Be gentle, friend, in honoring your heart, and ruthless in governing your actions. In the letter he wrote to his friends in Rome, the Apostle Paul encourages them to do whatever they possibly can to live at peace with everyone. In so much as it depends on you, he says, cultivate a peaceful relationship with everyone. Yes, Everyone. Take note that he certainly doesn't in any of his many letters encourage his friends to pursue a deep intimate relationship with everyone. Pursue peace with everyone. Pursue depth with some. A few. Whomever you might choose. Perhaps the most significant difference between peace and intimacy is that you can decide on your own whether or not you will live at peace with a particular person, whereas intimacy involves choices from the other person that are out of your hands. This key difference is what makes intimacy so much more precious than peace and so much riskier to pursue. That's why it isn't wise to attempt to build a deep connection with a huge number of relationships at the same time. Exposing your heart to that much risk isn't good. It's also why it's not wise to only ever pursue peace and never take the risk of pursuing depth, even in your closest relationships. If you never take the risk of allowing another person to see into the depth of your soul, you'll never feel the love and acceptance that you were designed to feel. So where are you at currently in this spectrum of growth? Perhaps you're learning to stop fighting for deep connections with too many people or with people who you feel you should have a deep connection with. Maybe you're coming to terms with the realization that some people simply aren't that important in your journey at this present time. Maybe you're learning to let go, which can be extremely hard. Or perhaps you're learning to let your guard down and open yourself up to the beauty and risk of pursuing a deeper connection with someone you love. Maybe you're learning to lean in even when the situation feels out of your control, which can be really scary. Or perhaps like me, you're learning both. Either way, It's good to take note and be aware of which area is ripe for you in this season, which side of the spectrum presents your best opportunity for growth in your ability to love and build connection with others. Okay, let's have a closer look at some practical ways to create peace in a relationship that's in trouble. So this is where you've decided, okay, I just need peace. This relationship is rough, let's go after some peace. To shift a dynamic in a relationship, it's important to remember that there are that there are two halves to the connection. You are in control of your half, and the other person is in control of theirs. Control isn't the enemy. Control is a wonderful thing as long as you direct it at yourself. You can't control what the other person will do with their half of the connection, but you can certainly make sure that only peace is flowing from your half of the connection towards them. In this way, we have the power to live at peace with everyone. When a relationship is getting tossed in the waves, steadying the ship is so very important. First things first, do whatever you can to uh, possibly to create peace. Cor and I sometimes refer to this stage as the "quote stop the bleeding" stage. If a person is bleeding out on their hospital bed, they don't need a massage with essential oils. They need a surgeon to help them not bleed to death. Likewise, there's no point in trying to have a meaningful conversation with someone with the goal of greater depth if animosity is burning between you and that person it'll just make things worse it's best to keep first things first and do whatever you can to create peace as soon as possible the restoration of trust depth and intimacy between you might come later several years ago i had a disagreement with a new acquaintance of mine about a simple practical matter i sure would hate for animosity to grow between us he said to me in a sincere yet somewhat ominous tone. In response, I said, I can assure you that you will never experience animosity from my side of this relationship, bro. Whether you act in animosity towards me from your side is entirely up to you. I trust that you will choose not to do that. He paused, pondered my words for a moment. Too right. We should be all good then, eh?" he said with a smile. We've had nothing but but peace between us ever since. Perhaps we'll end up with a deeper connection down the track, but for now, I'm pretty stoked with peace between me and this person. So here are a few things that I find helpful when establishing peace in my half of a relationship with a person who has caused me pain. Firstly, vent. Find a safe context where others won't be negatively affected and express the full measure of what you're feeling. Don't try to make it pretty. Don't tone it down. Let go of what you're supposed to feel and acknowledge what you actually feel. Let the hate and judgment in your heart come to the surface like a splinter in your skin that's screaming to be pulled out. Drop an F-bomb if necessary, friend. Only you have the power to give your heart a voice. No one else can do that for you. Secondly, forgive. Express out loud your forgiveness towards this person. Don't be vague. Be specific about the exact moments and actions or inactions that you're forgiving this person for. Make a choice to fully release this person from your judgment. Remember, you're not excusing their behavior or saying that what they did is okay. You're you're choosing to extend grace to them in spite of the pain they've caused you. It's a big difference. In fact, you can't really excuse someone and forgive them at the same time. You're letting go of a determination to see them punished and instead making a determination to live at peace within yourself first and then with them. Vent and forgive as many times as you need. You'll know you're getting somewhere when the thought of that person no longer robs you of your own peace on the inside. Set boundaries. Healthy boundaries are a part of every healthy relationship. There's no such thing as a healthy relationship without boundaries. Take the time to write down what boundaries you can create for yourself to enable peace to flow in the connection. Assuming this person never changes, what boundaries might help you to live at peace with them? Remember good boundaries are limits you set for yourself in order to protect the connection With that person not limits you impose on the other person to punish them there's a big difference once you've identified some boundaries that might help i highly suggest sharing them with a trusted mentor for objective input the difference between a healthy boundary and a dividing wall can be quite subtle so it pays to get some help from an objective person as peace is established in a relationship the opportunity to build or rebuild intimacy will probably emerge the bleeding is stopped the body is in stable condition. The surgeon can now take a break and give a high five to the massage therapist with the essential oils. You're up, mate. To navigate a relationship challenge in a healthy way, you'll need to have solid, solid clarity within yourself about what's important to you and what you want. Once you've settled in your heart and mind what your goal is, a clear pathway of action usually emerges. If not, get some help from a trusted mentor. If you don't have one, feel free to reach out to I for help that's what we're all about. Friend, I hope that helps. Much love. See you next time.